previously on the Dave and Steve show. I mean, I am excited to be back at the North Pole, but this getting there, awful. Yeah, well, to be fair, that was before we, you know, well, you mean uh, we we killed Santa? Yeah, yeah, that that thing. What's up, ladies? Who who are you? I'm Sprinkles Jr., heir to the Sprinkles Empire. Daddy sent me. Load up, dads. I've I, listen. I've been in some decent hotels. Nothing like this at all. Yeah, yeah. The the walls look nice, but that um, that furniture is definitely from more. <laughs> Yeah. You, you ever wonder that maybe this is the last song you're going to hear before you die? Steve, it's Christmas. You can't Why say things like that. It? Did you guys know the Bee Gees wrote Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton? Any of you f- mind telling me what the f- is going on here? Why are we at a nudie shop? Santa, we sure are glad to see you. Yeah, really sorry we killed you for a week. Or... This guy with the goofy white beard who has little kids sit on his lap. They sit on his lap. The best is yet to come. I love you, Daddy. It's going to be a long year. Show number 37 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. I'm here 27 miles away is Steve. Hi, everyone. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. It's great to be back in the States again and uh, into the just the wet and dank Washington State. Yeah, you know, so... Putting that clip together, clip show together. First of all, everybody who's listening, welcome to 2021. You're hearing this in 2021. We're recording it in 2021. We've made it. We're out of 2020. So congrats to everybody. But when I was putting the the clips together for the beginning of the show, for the previously on, I, those are always non sequitur, and that's kind of the the beauty of them is that you just hear all these random clips. But I just realized when I was putting those together that if anybody tuned in for the first time. And they heard previously, and then they heard that smattering of clips. I tried to keep them in sequential order so that they would make some kind of sense. They made no sense. So if you if yeah, you heard but... those, you have no idea what 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 you're doing here or what's going on. Go back and listen to our previous show because we actually took a trip to the North Pole to celebrate Christmas last week. We were there all week. Uh, we hung out. We had a great time, and we're back in the states now, which is yep. what Tracy was alluding to. It was wonderful and great, great Christmas up there, and uh, what a what a wonderful time to spend up there again with you guys. Steve, you seem to uh, hate it. I I didn't um, I didn't not like it. Um, <laughs> it was it was okay. I just it, it was uh, it was it was kind of a shock to the system. I mean, the forty one hours to there, forty one hours back, you know. It was it was tough, but yeah. you know we we did it. We uh, for some reason all of our camera all of our pictures are they all magically get taken away. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Everything gets erased. They're they're diligent about that stuff. So so obviously we've stepped into a new year. Uh, I'm going to lead things off by talking just a little bit about how I celebrated my new year. Obviously everything is different this year. We're all hunkered down for the most part. Right. Uh, if you're not, I'm not casting judgment. Do what you you do, you boo boo. But 
we decided, because we were hunkered down, the four of us as a family, that it would be a nice treat to order pizza for New Year's Eve. So the service that I've been using a lot, and I, you know, it was one of those things I was thinking about. I was thinking about, like, what did we get in 2020? We didn't get DoorDash in 2020 or similar services, but those services became way more popular than they yeah. and way more used than they had been previously. So we do DoorDash. It's, it's the one that we use if we occasionally have something delivered food-wise. So I, I put in the order for DoorDash using the same website I always go to. It stores everything. You don't have to put your address in each time if you've signed up. You don't have to put in email address, phone number, anything like that. It's all there. So I just blindly clicked through everything and ordered pizza. And I ordered it from Mod Pizza, which is a, a chain in this area, because that's what my kids like. Now, I've tried to convince them many times that Wild Horse Pizza is the better pizza, but right. they, they don't go for it. It's Mod all the time. So I ordered Mod Pizza, and I ordered it at about noon, and I said I wanted it delivered for dinner time around 6.30. So around 6 o'clock, I get the little notification saying, hey, buddy. The DoorDash is on the way to pick up your meal. I was like, great. Get one 15 minutes later. Hey, good news. Your delivery's on the way. I was like, awesome. This is great. Everything's working out. 15 minutes later, I got one saying the DoorDasher is in your neighborhood. Well, they give you a little interactive map that you can click on and see how close the driver is. The driver was nowhere near my house. Nowhere near my house. So. <laughs> oh, no. I get a phone call. Uh, hey, uh, Dave, uh, this is Trevor uh, from, from DoorDash. Hey, Trevor, how's it going? Uh, good. Uh, I have a weird question. Okay. Uh, can you give me your address? And I said, sure. And I gave him my address, and he started laughing, and he said, um, okay, the address that I had took me to South Lake Pizza. So somehow wires got crossed in DoorDash and they picked up pizza from Mod Pizza and delivered it to South Lake Pizza. <laughs> he said, Trevor was very nice about it. Trevor said, I thought maybe it was a joke. Like somebody had ordered it to like play a prank on one of the, like, you know, have it delivered. Like, oh no, Dave's getting pizza from Mod Pizza. Look, everybody. So he said, I just thought, yeah, this is probably a joke. And so I got the pizzas and got out of my car and went right in and said, does a Dave work here? And they all looked at me and said, no, there's no Dave here. So my pizza got delivered to a pizza place. So not only that, it was a big corporate pizza place that had no danger of, um, of going out of business uh, during the pandemic <laughs> to a little mom and pop right. pizza place yes. struggling the whole day to be reminded that other people are ordering via DoorDash. Now in, in all seriousness, the, the, the wild horse thing that I said, we are, we are hardcore fans of South Lake pizza. So I was very aware mm. of South Lake pizza, but when my kids finally wear me down every fifth time or so we order pizza, we get it from mod. So the guy says to me, well, you must have put in the South Lake pizza address by mistake. As if I know yeah, in like my head. That, and it's right off the top of your, yeah, you know, and all I, the time. And I'm constantly jumbling my home address with the South Lake pizza address. And, oh, yeah. look at Airhead Dave. He did it again. And yeah, well, my up. Amazon packages go there, too. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I may as well get a pizza while I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was my experience. Now... I was fortunate, my wife were fortunate in that we didn't get pizza. We got salad 
And so the salads were fine. They kept just fine. The kids' pizza was a little cold and chewy, uh, given that it had been in a car a lot longer than it should have been. But they actually, right, they're kids. They don't care. They, it, was, it was cold, chewy pizza. And they're like, oh, it's pretty good. It's, it's fine. So it's, it, I think more than anything, they just didn't want me to pull the, see, I told you mod was terrible and we shouldn't get it from there anymore. We should stick with South Lake. I, so I think they just played it off as it was good, no matter what, and then probably fed it to the dog when I wasn't you looking. You said, hey, while you're there, could you pick up another pizza and bring it with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so typically we would do a, hey, what'd you do last week? We were all at the North Pole, so we know what we did last week. But I did want to ask you guys, so I think I know the answer to how you celebrated New Year's Eve, because I think it was probably like a lot of us. But my question is, what did you watch or were you asleep at the witching hour? At the, at the stroke of midnight, what were you watching? I was exceedingly tired, way more than I expected to be. And I was, had serious concerns about whether or not I was going to be up at midnight. And so uh, with my four-year-old, he definitely was having issues because he's you know he's four he's and four. he's yeah. a huge jackass too so uh the right. other the other wow so we thought hey we're going to celebrate like new year's eve mountain you know mountain time that's what we'll do for him but he kind of hung in there so there's a couple of things we got to see of course was the um the space needle uh screenshot or a screensaver show yeah. um yeah, what that, was that all about? And if you guys don't know what this is, like in our area, we like like Times Square and all everything, like the Space Needle, which is our kind of like architectural um, recognizable thing. Boondoggle. Uh, yeah, boondoggle. Like, you know, it's our World's <laughs> Fair thing, you know, from 1962. And so we, um, there it is, and they, they blow it up every every beginning of the year with plenty of fireworks, but they didn't with, want anybody with actual going down physical there. fireworks each year. Every it's... Yeah. With fireworks is the whole thing. I mean, it's like a lot of fireworks are used to just put on just this incredible show there over near, um, <clears throat> um, near that area of Seattle. Near the space so, needle. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they didn't want anybody going downtown. They didn't want a super spreader kind of event. And so what they wanted to do then is use special effects that were created to create these images of the space needle and that these sort of superimposed laser fantastical sort of images like surrounded the space needle. So the space needle became this backdrop for this other stuff. So you got this kind of augmented reality, yep. I guess. And so, um, yeah, but it was, uh, it was well interesting for about, 30 seconds it went on for a while and i'm like i hated the music i hated the visuals and i hated my family when i was done so <laughs> so i have there, there my, my gauge that i use on those types of things is my daughter who is 10 because she mm. listens to all the music you would expect the k-pop the lady gaga the sort of all of that poppy stuff that's what she loves sure. that's her jam and she's also she likes colorful pretty things light shows all that kind of stuff and so the way that our New Year's Eve went is we were watching that as well. We saw the countdown. My wife immediately kissed us all and said she was going to bed because she had made it to exactly 12 and 30 seconds. And my son said, I'm going in to play Overwatch for an hour because we told him he could stay up until 1 o'clock. We assumed he would stay up until 1 o'clock celebrating with us, but instead he just went and played video games. So it's just my daughter and I left in the room. And this, what Tracy described, the screensaver show is going on. And at a certain point, about two minutes in, she turned and looked at me and was like, 
is this real? Like, is this really what they're showing? And I said, no, it's not real. It's their computer graphics. And she was like, no, I get that. Is this really what they think a celebration should look like? And I said, well, I, I guess so. And she's like, even the music is terrible. And so I was thinking in my head, the music was terrible, but I thought maybe I'm just out of touch, but she's sort of my barometer and she thought it was awful as well. So Steve, did, is that what you guys watched as well? The Space Needle shenanigans? Yeah, so that that happened, um, and I was really confused. <laughs> like I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand any yeah. of this. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, are, are they trying to make it look like the Hololens was built around it, or you know, something like that? And at, at, or, at a certain point, it like dripped out like pink ooze that I think was probably T-Mobile branded, like, because T-Mobile sponsored the show. But it sort of dripped down the space needle. It was all, it was just really weird. And listen, the guy, the the guy, the the people behind it probably didn't have, I mean, they've done this once. It's a weird year. They're doing their best. And they were asked to do the impossible, right? Right. So when we're crapping on their effort, they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to even make it probably possible, not 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 cool. And so yeah, I mean, if you're ever been on the creative end of anything, not none of us have, but I mean to say if you ever have, you just do the best you can. And it's it's too bad that it wasn't probably even what they envisioned, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's I just I thought it was I thought it was odd. I mean, okay, they had to do something and they didn't want to take anybody down, you know, down to the Space Needle. They didn't want anybody to go down there yeah. and tell them to stay and watch it. So if anything, they, at the very least, they tricked a lot of people to stay home and watch it yeah. on TV. Yeah. It's, whatever. It's okay. It, it didn't hurt anybody. That was did, fine. Did all three uh, of you guys make it, Steve? Did you all make it to midnight? So up until that point, I was, you know, I was... We were like, okay, let's watch something. And, there, you know, content is, there's not a lot of content out there. So we finally broke down and we bought the movie Tenet. Um, okay. That I think it's Christopher Nolan. Is that who yep, did it? Yep. yep, um, yep. So we bought this movie and we sit, we settle in to watch it. And I have like, I, it's a special event. So I, I had a Coca-Cola coca-cola makes me a little sleepy so um so i get to the end of it and we're watching this movie tenet have either of you seen that movie no 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 okay it is it's a lot of action a lot of a lot of cool stuff not super easy to follow. I feel like I'm getting really old. Like I'm like, I don't understand what's going on in yeah, this movie. Yeah. And it very much was kind of like that. Like I pay attention to the, cause they, anytime you have a movie that is sci-fi and things like that, things are happening. They, they set up rules and they, you have to follow the rules and that becomes a big part of it. And Nolan's really good about that kind of thing. Part of Nolan's rules is in <laughs> the exposition was, uh, try not to think too hard about it. It's really, it's really difficult to understand. Kind of like one of those things. Like uh, we're going to do some stuff, and we really don't feel like explaining yeah, it and trying yeah, to make it work. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. So there was a lot of confusing times, and there was a lot of times we had to stop and we had to explain it to each other. I had questions. Zach had questions. Wendy had questions. We were stopping the movie, um, going back and forth. There was a point in the middle of the movie where I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I wake up and I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? Yeah. It yeah. was, 
It was a very confusing <clears throat> evening. Well, luckily we bought it so we can, um, we can never watch it again. Um, yeah, right. Well, if, we, if we want to, we can, we can try and pick it, pick it up like midday someday. We all feel real yeah. peppy and want to work, work out a puzzle. Um, at, at the end, I did get the feeling that it was really awesome. And I just missed. Yeah, I missed why. But I really did feel like at the at the end they were pulling these things together, and I was I was like, wow! I bet I bet this is awesome if I would have paid attention to the middle. You part. see, I have enough things that go on during the day that make me feel like I missed out on something. <laughs> I don't need like another yeah. thing. I just want to look at that and go, "The gee, that was stupid." There there have been mm-hmm. several movies now this year that during, or I should say, last year. I guess it's not this year. Last year in 2020 that released as part of the whole pandemic thing that couldn't quite go to theaters, couldn't quite find a home. So they, they pulled the trigger. Trolls did it. Bill and Ted 2 did it or 3 did it. Um, there's been a few movies that have done that. And for the most part, they've all been, frankly, not good. They have been, they have felt like they shouldn't have been in theaters to begin with. I thought the Bill and Ted's movie was horrendous. I thought it was awful. And I remember at least with the first one, I I enjoyed that film. I thought this one was just terrible. Wonder Woman, 1984, a stinker. It was a, like, I was so excited to have a female superhero because my daughter has few of those that she can get behind. We loved the first one. This one was not good. And she liked the first one a lot. She thought this one was slow and boring. They focus a lot on her side business where she wears, like, pantsuits, power suits, and, like, Wonder Woman, we we got it. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. We got about an hour and a half into Wonder Woman. We had literally seen Wonder Woman for no more than 15 minutes of the movie. And I mean, actual Wonder Woman with the lasso doing her thing. So an hour and a half in 15 minutes of Wonder Woman. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So there was Wonder Woman. And then we also over the Christmas break, because we wanted to get into the Christmas spirit. We watched Fat Man starring Mel Gibson as oh. Santa Claus. Again, felt like a direct-to-video back in the day, a direct-to-video release versus... But I'm sure all of these, because to Steve's point, we have such a a lack of content. I'm sure they're all doing pretty well and possibly even better. Well, I know that movies like Trolls 2 did better than it would have done in the box office because there's nothing else to watch. So you have to... It's like, Steve, you dropped 20 bucks on a movie you didn't know anything about and eh, it wasn't that great. We're just one step from going back to the Hanna-Barbera days where right. they're just throwing things at us that yeah. have this rolling background that yeah. we see over and over again because there's nothing else we yeah. can see. Yep. But we're we're that close. It's it's perilous. Yeah. It's 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 very it's very close. I uh, I marvel at now for a little while it was like every Hollywood project that had ever been shelved yeah. was like yeah. hey hey. It's time. Yep. It's yep. bring yep. it out. Bring it. Our, bring that sucker off the shelf. Our patience is paid yeah. off. And we and we watched like a lot of. I, I know a lot of those projects have been watched. You're like, holy cow! I can't believe these people were in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Why? It, it, it makes you wonder what kind of back catalog they yeah. have. Holy cow! Yeah. Dustin Diamond. What's he doing in this? <laughs> What's the what's the Jerry Lewis movie about the clowns that had never seen the light of day? Yeah, um, yeah, that that that'll be out next month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can watch that one. Uh, so, I I want to keep us going. We're going to do a relatively I'll call it crisp show tonight uh, because this is New Year's Day. 
We've got families. We're gonna we're gonna roll pretty quick on this, and then next week we're gonna return to our regular format. We're gonna have a full show. So this one might be a little abbreviated. It might not be, but we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do to speed things along. I did want to mention before we hit our first break here, though, exciting news for the Dave and Steve show. You can now, if you've got an Alexa in your house, if you've got an Echo or any of the Amazon devices, you can literally say, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Dave and Steve show podcast for you, and she will do that. So that's up and running now. Really easy if you want to listen to it. If you've got a, a friend or a family member who maybe doesn't know how to get to podcasts and they have an Echo, just tell them, have her play it for you. And it works marvelously. It's wonderful. It does. We tested it out just before the show to make sure it worked. Interesting. That's yeah. that's really cool. I I just recent my song just recently got up on on that, so I can ask for that. And when and, and when I do, I feel like a total rock star when I yeah. ask ask Alexa to play that. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, thanks for bringing it back to you, Steve. Uh, yeah. No, every I'm time. Kidding. I'm kidding. Every I'm kidding. Uh, we're gonna take a very quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be right back. Oh my gosh! Stop the show. We'll be right back after this. Satisfaction. Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal. <laughs> Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female, and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. It's the new year, and many of you have adopted the superstition that getting out your yet-to-be-used kitty and doggy calendar is going to provide you a better life. Now, who knows? Maybe it will. Many of you are going to adopt a New Year's resolution to start or stop something in your life that will bring dividends over the next 365 days and beyond. Now, let me give you a quick tip on a successful resolution. Don't tell anyone what you plan to do. If you head out to social media to let everyone know about your noble goal, you will be congratulated endlessly, almost as if you'd already done it. Your pleasure centers in your brain will receive these signals and you will receive the satisfaction of completing the resolution while only needing to do the light lifting of announcing it. Now, like most problems, they can be solved by shutting up. So make shutting up your true New Year's resolution, and 2021 will truly be off to a great start. This has been Tracy's reminder to shut up this year. Minute. Tracy, God is my witness. My main topic that I had chambered for tonight was, did you make any New Year's resolutions? And we were going to talk wow. about that a little bit, whether or not you did well, or didn't. And Tra- now, Tracy's not going to say shit about it now. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like none of us can now. Nobody can say anything now. Yeah, I dare you to say something. So now we have to pivot, right? Now we have to say, did we make any last year that we kept? Right, right. That's not a bad idea because now it doesn't matter if you announced it on social media or not. Yeah. 
perfect strategy. Yes. Uh, well done. Like Tracy, I know his resolution last year was to continue living with only one kidney. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I've done so because I only have one. Yeah. Yeah. So put a tick in that box, Tracy. Job done. Yes. Uh, so, hey, so we will, uh, we're going to get to headlines. We might do headlines after the next break. But in all seriousness, I, the, I know it's cliche, especially around this time of year. But for God's sakes, it's a New Year's show. We should be talking about New Year's. I am not a person who does resolutions. And I, I shouldn't say I don't do resolutions. I don't do resolutions tied to New Year's. I don't do them tied to a date. I just... If I decide that I want to, whether it's lose weight or be more active or spend more time with family, whatever it is, I don't declare it. I just sort of say, okay, this is what I'm going to start doing. And I do it. And I get that it's helpful for some people, but I've just never understood, especially if you, if you actually look at the, like the fail rate of your average New Year's resolution, it typically lasts about a month and then it, it burns out. Everybody has the best of intentions going into it. But you, you build it up so much and you put so much on that date. And this is my New Year's resolution. And therefore, I'm going to get a lot of pressure. I'm going to put pressure on myself to do this thing. And it just makes your life hell to the point where you go like, F this, I'm dropping out. And, and you're done. So do you guys do New Year's resolutions? If you do, <clears throat> even, <clears throat> even without Tracy's minute that just shamed us for that, what are those resolutions? Steve, do you do anything? Well, I, I think I think you're right. The the a wise person once said the road to hell is paved with New Year's resolutions. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But I I do um, I do take the opportunity to look at the brand new year as a way to take stock and then create and then create goals for myself. I don't like to call them like a resolution because if I break it, then that means I'm you know, breaking my word to myself, but mine are really like, Hey, if I have an opportunity this year, this is what I'd really like to get done. And, and I put them up as goals as opposed to, I resolve to do this and then fail, lose my resolve. And then, you know, dip myself a little more in, you know, my confidence. And so I, I do put goals out there and we have some family goals that we do too. And we really don't call them resolutions as much as we call them you know, some, what, what are our goals for this year? And yeah, so, so we do like, um, one of them is, uh, meal prep, um, and meal planning. Like we're going to try to do more meal planning in the future based on what we order from the grocery store. Um, well, not grocery store, but our, our, um, produce order so that we can, we can make our things, um, and have a plan to do it so we don't get to our night to cook and then we're like, oh, what should we do? And then it's, you know, pasta or tacos or what we've done a thousand times, you right, know? Right, right, right. Um, so we can, we actually have, you know, Wendy got Zach and I each our own cookbooks for us to go in, find recipes that we like so that we can work on um, uh, planning it out. So it's really more of a goal. Um, than anything. Sure, I mean, sure. I, I had goals from last year that, um, that I made some of them, I hit some of them, I didn't, uh, some of the big ones, the, the, a big one was get, get the song out and, and get right. a, a book out, not that as the book, but that became the, um, that became the book. I was thinking about doing something else, doing it, writing a different, like a novel type book. Right. So, um, now I have to, now that's, no, that's for this year. No, I got to do that shit 
God. Yeah. I brought it up. I told yeah. everybody, I told all of our listeners, now you they're did. all going to hold my feet. So if I don't get that thing out. But no one's going to congratulate you because we know the danger we would put you in if good. we said, yeah. that is great. Good oh. job. What a noble goal. But would you guys want to read it? Well, yeah, I, 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 how, um, I would, yeah, how I would, but only because you've told me the working title, which is the Kama Sutra part two. And I want to see uh, what you've come up with. Um, yeah, he's a crappy artist. <laughs> So that's, that too. <laughs> My version of the Kama Sutra involves somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tracy, how about you? I know you did the minute, but yeah, do you? Yeah, do you... yeah, yeah. I definitely do. Uh, there, there is no doubt that I do. And I don't, uh, I don't lose an opportunity to look at stuff to go. Um, this probably has reached uh, at the end of its phase in my life. Like this right. can't go. And why wouldn't I? And so there's, but there's a, like you, there there are there are just things that just I do that all the time. So the New Year's is just another opportunity to do it. And uh, there's like all the way into this year, I didn't know what this year was going to look like. Right. Um, uh, and so that, but there was a lot of things that got decided along the way. Uh, so life with one kidney uh, is uh, something that like kind of changed a little bit this year because I had different things to cope with. And so uh, I had to like, my kidney wasn't, as much an enemy as, as it was, you know, just a, a just a victim of us right. all. Yeah. Right. I, I just, no, I'm just saying like the stress and everything just so um, like one of the things that we've been working on in our, in our house and it's again, not a resolution, but it's one of the things where you're just saying like, we're going to do this now because we simply just have to, this is going to improve our lives is that we we're in the house more than ever. We have no place to go. And we also have no, other interactions to calibrate us. So everything is really right in front of us. And so in the, um, uh, in the sort of, um, uh, the sort of influence of like, uh, St. Thomas, uh, um, well, not, not St. Francis of Sisi, uh, who says, uh, make me an instrument of peace. And so that we would try to all the time be peaceful in the home. And so this is really hard because when you are with each other, take each other for granted and everything, there is very little motivation to do things like understand instead of be understood, to listen instead of talk, to comfort instead of to uh, seek to be comforted. All those things where you are seeking peace in your home. This is new. Yeah, nobody knows how to do it. I'm trying to model it, so it's all going to hell. By <laughs> February, it'll be gone. Yeah, I don't know. And we it'll will it'll just grief. be you yelling at the children to be peaceful. Yes, it's exactly. <laughs> it's just yes. It's just it's it'll be that. But those are the those are the efforts that uh, that are going on and the types of things. And yes, I don't take any. I don't lose any opportunity to try to look at a situation and say uh, these types of things now become better for my life than what I was doing up to now. So why not? Yeah. I mean, so I don't, like I say, I don't, I don't tie anything to new year's. I rarely do. I I possibly have in the past. I don't anymore. But what I did do and what I made sure to do is actually think of, because everybody's doing the same thing, everybody. And it's, it's totally understandable. Oh my God. 2020 was such a shitty year. It was so awful. Oh, what a terrible year. And, and it was, and a lot of horrific things happened. But I tried to at least pick three things and highlight those three things of things that actually went really well. And I don't need to get into them because I don't want it to come across as braggadocious or anything like that. But three things that went well for either myself or the family 
in 2020, despite all of the really horrific things. And let's be clear. Let's we I started things off with my dad passing away at the beginning of 2020. Right, so right. it it was a it was a banner year in terms of shittiness. And so I wanted to make a point of not just dwelling on the things that went really bad, but also taking a moment to say, like, hey, I'm grateful that some stuff also went pretty well. So it, uh, whether you make resolutions or not for people listening, like, I mean, that's that's your thing. And, and if it motivates you and you stick with it and you're one of those people that does succeed at your resolutions, then more power to you. I guess the only thing I would say is don't I just don't put that kind of pressure on you if it doesn't work well for you. Don't set yourself up for failure because then you're just going to kind of get into that right. spiral of another resolution that I've let fail, that I've let fall by the wayside. One of the best pieces of advice that I got a long time ago was don't do the thing of on Monday, I'm going to start dieting because that never works. Just start dieting. I'm going to start eating better on Monday, but I want to make it through the weekend to do this thing. Just start doing it. And it goes so much better if you don't put that kind of pressure on a date or a start point or anything like that. And whether it's New Year's or whether it's next Monday that you put that date, don't do that. Just just start. Yeah, I would agree. And willpower is like a muscle. And so if you are trying to quit something uh, and need to, just keep quitting. Yeah. Just, yep. just, and if you need to start something, we always joke about in our house that we have, uh, we have a pull-up bar. And the pull-up bar, even at the gym, is one of the loneliest places you'll oh, yeah. ever b visit because nobody wants to be seen doing no pull-ups. There's always the one yoked guy who's just pumping yeah. those things out, doing like 50 of them, and then he leaves, yeah. and then there's nobody else. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, though, is what we joke about in our house is like you have to do you have to do zero pull-ups many times before yeah. one smooth pull-up happens. But nobody wants to be seen doing zero pull-ups because what that looks like is pain and struggle and embarrassment. It's awful. But that's how you achieve, by doing zero many times. So just like whatever it is, just privately struggle with it. Just And don't be embarrassed about it. Just go for it. My takeaway from Tracy is just keep quitting. I think yes, that's what please. you said. I think that's it. <laughs> my, my, my takeaway is, is um, I am more than happy. I have no problem using the assisted pull-up machine at the gym. Yeah. I got no, I got no problem. And you don't see a lot of people get on it and, and do it. And um, occasionally if I see somebody looking at me, like, you know, judgmental, I'll do it with one hand. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you, they can, they can eat it, you know, whatever I'm going I'm to try it. But yeah, absolutely. Tracy, nobody wants to be seen struggling. Like I, there's no way I'm going to jump up and try to do it on a pull-up bar yeah. like that. It's like, yeah, I'm lifting a hell of a lot more than you are. We're, so. we're going to spin off just a little bit here, but because, because we're talking gyms now and we're talking embarrassments at gyms. Let's not forget, I was the guy who this show, the previous incarnation of this show, made me fart loudly while I was bench pressing at the gym. Uh, so much so, I got so embarrassed, I, I went into the locker room. But the That's when uh, Steve did his, uh, his Don Knotts impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something about him being shifty. Yeah, he, was, he was shifty. Uh, so, he knew they were shifty. But I, but I, but I am <clears throat> I'm curious about that. I uh I had a really hard time at first when I really dedicated myself to going to the gym. I had a really hard time working out, 
thinking I wasn't lifting enough, sort of competing with the people next to me who frankly didn't even know I was there. It was literally one of those like, you're not as important as you think you are. Nobody gave a shit. People were up in their own heads about what they were lifting and what they were doing at the gym. Just like Steve said with the assisted thing, maybe you'll get an occasional sideways glance. Chances are you're just projecting your own insecurities of being on that machine to the person who's looking at you and they're just thinking, wow, I should probably get on that machine because I bet if I did that enough, I could do pull-ups on my own. Like, you never know. The the gym was a terrifying place for me. And so it took a long time before. Now when I go to the gym, I don't, I don't talk to anybody. I don't look at anybody. I put my headphones in and I go and work out. And I'm sort of in my weird own little world where all these things are going on around me. And Steve, you and I share, or we did share before the whole pandemic thing, a gym. There are some incredibly fit people at that gym, like American Ninja Warrior class athletes who are doing crazy stuff in that gym. You've got people who get on the treadmill and crank it up to 12, 14, 16, run full sprint on those things. People lifting incredible amounts of weights, doing power lifts and everything else. You could easily be intimidated by it until you realize again just like now I'm in my own little world when I go in there and I don't even look at anybody. I don't care. Nobody else cares. No, Nobody cares what you're doing, what you're lifting, what you're not lifting, all that kind of stuff, except for the pull-up bar. Everybody looks at you if you can't do yeah, a pull Yeah, everybody up. does, yes. That's a, they even tell you that in the contract that yeah. you sign. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. looks at you. So, yeah. And... I've also in the in the you know handful of times where I've broken out and had conversations with people, it will be you know one of those guys who is the completely jacked, ripped, buff guy, and something happens. Hang on, Tracy's getting a good night here from his his child. Uh, did you tell him to be peaceful? No, I, I told him something I I can't repeat. Oh, actually. okay. Uh, very sweet. That was very that was a very nice moment. So, so you go, when I've had conversations with one of those incredibly buff men or women, just about something else, you know, Hey, are you going to use that weight or whatever it might be? And then we start kind of chatting. They're always incredibly nice. It's not like they're sitting off to the side going like, well, I'm tougher than everybody else. I'm stronger than everybody else in here. And Hey, don't get out of my way. This is my gym. Nobody does that unless you're at like Venice beach with all the dipshits yeah. that hang out. So, there, you like, know, last time, cause I, I agree. But then the guy said like, uh, so you're about a C cup, aren't you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. I did have one time when I was working out on a machine and I had been there and I, and I, it, I was pretty new there. It was, um, it was a big chain gym. Um, this was years ago and I'm, I'm out there, I'm, I'm working on this machine and this guy walks up to me and says, you know, um, uh, you could be going a little bit lower on that, uh, yeah. <clears throat> on that, on that machine and, and pushing up and, and it's going to work more of your muscles. And, uh, and I, I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I like in my head, I'm like, I don't have, I, I don't have the energy to really take this guy apart, but I really, I want to. <laughs> and then he said, you know, if you were taking supplements, you could do this. Of course he's selling me supplements. Right. And he's, no, and he's not even like somebody who's trying to, you know, train me or, or anything like that. But I, I know I gave him some line that was just absolutely. Like, <laughs> Did you just, just turn around and yell, "I'm strong"? <laughs> no, <laughs> strong. But 
I, I did, I did start to say something that I thought was clever and witty and he, he wasn't following. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't understand. And I, I think that was when I just, I, I said some terrible, terrible things to him about talking to me. At the gym. Well, hang on. So I want to be clear here. I just went over the edge. You know, I didn't even, because, I didn't even say, because he came up and said your form was a little off. Um, because no, he, he, said, pre, he used it as a pretext to do uh, yeah and i said oh okay thank you and he said you know oh because uh, of the if supplements you taking gotcha. some, if you're taking some supplements and then that was when i said something you know that i thought was was i can't remember what it was i thought it was pretty clever he didn't get it so then i just resorted to blunt brute force like yeah you know look i know you could beat the crap out of me i'm okay with that at this point what i just you know well, Get yeah, out of here. yeah. And gyms are, listen, gyms are a terrifying place for me, not only for what I just described, which I'm kind of over now. The other thing that I deal with all the time is I have excessive body hair. I have insane body hair, back, chest, stomach, arms. It doesn't matter. And so I have adopted a grooming system where I literally have to like lather up and shave my arms and things like that if i'm going to because if i want to wear a shirt like i have on right now that has no sleeves on it at the gym which is my typical workout gear i'm not gonna have like giant tufts of hair sticking off me everywhere and so i have to do this thing now too that gets added in and it's the it's exactly what i just said which is nobody gives a shit about you nobody would there might be a person who off to the side as I pass by, I go like, wow, that guy has a lot of body hair. But I've walked by people in the gym who have a lot of body hair and I go, wow, that guy's got a lot of body hair. I don't give it a second thought. I just go to yeah. doing what I'm doing and I start working out. So it is there. There are still things that I have to I have to get over. And, you know, I had the shoulder surgery and so I've been doing the physical therapy on top of everything else. And one of the things that they've been doing is they've been putting that tape on my shoulder. They, they have me hold my arm in a very specific position, then they tape the shoulder, and it's been helping a lot with sleep and things. But I had to go through the first couple of times of, because, I mean, it was literally a thing of like, you're in a physical therapy place and you're a guy. And so they just go like, well, hey, take your shirt off. We'll get you taped up real quick. And I'd be like, could we, could we maybe go into one of the other rooms? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. Let's go in there and you can do it in there. And now he understands, I think, because he's seen me without the shirt on, that I should be in that room. I should be isolated from people <laughs> when this when this event takes place. Uh, but now, so here's the thing that, here's where it gets, like, really weird, is now I have to, not only do I have this this thing where I, like, because, listen, Steve, you've met my, you met my father, you met his brother, like these men walk around not being able to see out of the chest hair that sticks out of their shirts in front of their faces because they have so it literally grows up out of the collar of their shirt. And so that that would be me if I didn't shave myself all up. So now not only do I have to shave my arms, my chestal region uh, yes. and my neck. But now I have to try and reach around and shave like the back side of my shoulder because that's where he's going to put the tape on it. You see, I would have the mailman do that. We have all of these inventions. We have all of these things. Why has nobody figured out how to get rid of body hair? Why is nobody like the laser stuff and all that? It doesn't work. It grows back. Now that I've tried it, but I've looked it up. For, believe me, I've looked it up. 
It's painful and it doesn't last long. So what and the it's hell? It's wicked expensive. It's wicked too. expensive too. So yeah. I th that's the one that is my that is my I you know everybody says like you know, many generations ago I hope we get to see a man on the moon. I hope we get to see all these things. Mine is I hope I get to see back hair wiped from the face of the earth because I've got a lot of it. You also um you also look totally awesome and you're you're in shape and stuff now so maybe some of the you know anxiety is left because you've actually you know achieved some you know some measure of no. success in the gymnasium no, no? it's all still there no. i have this thing and then we'll get off back here i promise i have this thing <laughs> called called the have you guys seen the commercials for these back uh the back blade so this no. is this oh, crazy yes, yes. It's this crazy, I can't, I'm using my hands like people can see me, but it's this crazy fold open contraption that um, it, effectively think of like a curved, like plunger almost. And then some kind of scythe. And then, right. And then on the, on the end of the curve, there are not one, not two, but three gigantic. I mean, these blades are huge blades that sit on there. And so what you can do, it works pretty well, but you literally have to just like run it across your back over and over, almost like you're using a back scratcher. And eventually you can shave off all the body hair. It takes me an hour and a half to do this because it's a process. I got to like shave some of it. Then I got to get in the shower and rinse off. And then I got to see what I missed. And, what, and it, so I do it again. It is this thing. And those blades are, I almost, I almost said the F word, but those blades are incredibly sharp. So right. you can't really see what you're doing when you're twisted all around and got your arm in different places. And so I wind up sliding it sideways instead of sliding it across and i put these huge slices in my back all the time that bleed like crazy <laughs> i'll be like wearing a you know a, a colored shirt and get up from a chair and go to walk away and my wife will be like you shaved your back again didn't you there's blood all over your shirt and i'll be like yeah that's that's what happens okay so this is this is what's got to happen so um once we once we all get vaccinated and everything's okay we we do a couple of shows you know a month from your place um we we give you a cocktail mm -hmm. or two mm -hmm. and then Tra we just tracy, lay them down on a table and tracy and i we we shave you while we do the show oh, i thought you were gonna yeah. say wax so no 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 we that's not shave you up it'll be that's, easy it won't yeah, hurt. It'll that's be a very, very cold distant experience i think we've been close enough over the years that i think the the intimacy of a shaving is something that we could all make a deal. You know what? You know what? It, I'll let you shave me first. Awesome. awesome. You can shave. Yeah, we can just shave each other's bodies. That this would is, be. Uh, this is great. I mean, okay. I feel like we spent a, enough time on uh, shaving, grooming, body hair, all that kind of stuff. Guys out there, listen and uh, listen, girls too. I guess uh, if you've got if you've got body hair problems, I'm I'm with you brothers and sisters I'm if right there's there any you. listener that maybe would like for a contest like to uh shave one of us or all of us <laughs> <laughs> what's the contest if somebody says yes they win yeah whoever can shave the most creative thing into the back of dave <laughs> whoever it just it's going to be a slow contest yeah, um, yeah. once a month um, there, there'll be some grow back. We'll trim it up. So it's all even. We'll, 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 we'll shake his little yeah, yeah, hairy yeah. sketch yeah. and let you shave something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about, maybe we'll hit pubic hair next show. Uh, we'll see. But right now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. 
knows you get the best deal at Larry's. If you're looking for great value and a good steak, Larry's is the place. We got new inventory coming in on Monday, so all these steak dinners have to go. I don't have room for all these steaks on the showroom floor, so we're pricing them to move, move, move. I got a T-bone here with optional potatoes and asparagus. Don't like asparagus? We got the same steak with broccoli or corn for the same price. Mention this ad and we'll undercoat it with A1 sauce for nothing. That's right, nothing. Corporate sent us a big truck full of lobster by mistake. Send it back? Hell no! Our loss is your gain. Get a butter-dipped Australian lobster tail for just $13.99. That's right, $13.99! At Larry's, you don't need to be a big spender. We have burgers and sandwiches for the economy class. No down payment, no credit? Who cares? It's just freaking dinner. We are the last food dealership in town that will take your third-party checks. Got other food at your house? We'll give you top dollar for your trade. Come see us right now at Larry's New and Used Steaks at the end of Auto Row in Auburn. Back on the Dave and Steve show, I promise we're not talking about body hair anymore. If you didn't hear it earlier in the show, you can now tell Alexa to listen to the Dave and Steve show and she will play it for you, uh, which is pretty cool. Like Steve said, you feel like you're a rock star, even though there's a gajillion other things that can do that on Alexa. It's still kind of cool to do. So uh, without further ado, let's step right into the headlines. And now straight from the Dave and Steve show news desk in beautiful Anytown USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, a truly inspiring and patriotic event. A 102-year-old Chicago resident, Beatrice Lumpkin, donned a hazmat-style suit, which was designed by her grandson, so that she would be able to go out and mail her ballot in early November. Lumpkin, a retired teacher, has voted in every presidential election since 1940 when she first casted, uh, when she casted her first vote for President Franklin Roosevelt. And she got halfway to cast her vote and um, saw somebody that she knew went over, took the took the helmet <laughs> off to brag about the, the suit that her grandson yeah. had designed yeah, for her. Yeah. Did you know that my grandson, Lawrence, <laughs> created this for me and it's, see, <sighs> you, you can't breathe through it. No, I, I had to take it off to talk to you, but you know. Well, see, and when Tracy said grandson, I immediately pictured like the the five-year-old, the six-year-old that designed this suit for her. And then I did the math and realized she's over 100. The grandson is well into adulthood by now. The grandson's 70. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, that's cool that she, she voted for Franklin Roosevelt. That's, that's, that's I mean... <laughs> I thought Steve was going to say that wouldn't have been my choice, but hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I uh, of course you wanted to stack the Supreme Court, but yeah, okay, yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, second story. <laughs> There's so many places to go there. I'm not going to go. <laughs> Just whatever. When Kiana Cohn was 19, she gave birth to her daughter India, but then she gave herself a goal. She was going to graduate with a master's degree and become a social worker before India graduated from high school. And when India started gra- uh, kindergarten, Cohen started college. In 2009, she obtained her associate's degree. In 2019, she earned her bachelor's degree and finished her master's degree this year, just in time 
for India's high school graduation. She said, I wanted to show her that she can overcome anything. And I wanted her to know that any hurdle can definitely be conquered. That's, I mean, not so studies show that uh, moms that have advanced degrees um, really, uh, really tend to push their uh, children forward and showing them that they can, they can overachieve as well. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty great. You're uh, telling me that a mom getting a degree is overachieving? What no. the hell is wrong with you, so, Steve? An advanced, getting an advanced degree, depending, it, it, it has some, um, there's some correlation is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, is that it, uh, it correlates with usually the kid doing better. So it's like she's giving, she's giving the kid an extra, um, and, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, so it was question, uh, Cohen uh, was uh, question why it took her so long to get uh, the degree. Well, of course she was, because nobody can just be happy for her. They instead have to ask, why did it take you so long? Uh, yeah, why did it take you so long? Well, I was yeah. also raising a child. Yeah. No, she, uh, she had posted her goal on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> That's terrible. So, I don't know. She's, I, she's a dopamine addict. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Good Third story uh, on the conversation or the conservation front from a new satellite data revealed that this year in 2020, the UK's United Kingdom's woodlands now cover as much of the country as they did in the Middle Ages, thanks to 21st century forestry practices that have returned the density to the times of Robin Hood. Oh, Steve, you're muted. Ah, of course. I did just, we were watching a um, show that was made out of Great Britain, and they were driving through the forest. And I'm like, I was under the impression that um, the UK didn't have much forest, but this totally makes a hell of a lot of sense now. So they've they've completely um, created enough forest um, in time for the global warming um, forest fires to take yeah. them all away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's Nottingham Forest. I think that might be one of the most uh, famous forests. And do you think- Sher- Sherwood Forest, even. Well, yes. we have we have we have LARPing here in like parks and everywhere else do you think like sherwood forest gets just a shit ton of larpers dressing up and doing the do they allow it like not only do i think that they do i i i'm i am i am absolutely convinced after thinking about this for no more than 10 seconds that they, they have people traveling from all over the world just to larp there which is <laughs> like a whole sub community on instagram of people who take their selfies from like i made it i've arrived here i am at sherwood and they, not only that but they but they they showed up on wooden boats that they made themselves yeah. <laughs> um that 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 is that is lovely we should get some of them on as guests for sure yeah so just showing that this is a little bit of a change of what we normally do. So I just wanted to just demonstrate that there were a number of positive things that occurred in 2020 at, and uh, not uh, and not the least of these is story number four. Creators of a popular podcast from the early 2000s reunited to create new content <laughs> and bring a wonderfully dynamic, entertaining and funny source of distractions during the height of area lockdowns throughout the United States and beyond. The Dave and Steve Show continues into 2021 with its unique blend 
of thoughtful humor and radio theater. Brains of the show, Tracy Green had this to say about the show's return. <laughs> we wanted to do what was right and give fans of the old show yet another way to listen to me, Tracy reported to himself in a recent interview. <laughs> so um, I, I don't remember being contacted for a quote, but... You're, uh, Steve Dan was unavailable for comment. I was unavailable for comment. <laughs> I was also unaware that we were planning on doing this again for more for into into the next year. One and done kind of thing. Listen to the show. It's catching on. (laughs) That's the news, fellas. Well, I appreciate you doing that, Tracy. I know that was a a different. I mean, we tend to focus a little on the poop and pee because that makes it funny and we can have some ha ha's. But I think this is a this was a. We wanted to do a show tonight that <clears throat> maybe wasn't crazy over the top or anything like that, like you would normally hear from us, but just something that more than anything, just put a bow on 2020. Uh, there were a lot of things that there, I will say personally, and I've said it before on this show, but this show is one of the things that definitely got me through the pandemic. And I don't I don't say that to, to be hyperbolic or anything like that. It's not like I wouldn't have survived the 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 isolation and things, but it would have sucked a lot more than it did thanks to this show. This show made it something I could have to look forward to. It was almost like what I often tell my wife too, and and I'll even make the joke and say, it's bowling night tonight. I'm I'm going bowling with the fellas. This is effectively that physical get out of the house, go bowling with the fellas kind of thing that I've never bowled with the fellas, but I assume it's similar to this, where you can just get out, crack wise, have fun, make a few jokes, and then you're back in with your family again, feeling better about seeing those same faces you see every single day. So for me, the show was very cathartic. It was a, a blessing, and I'm really glad that we started this back up again. I have said it before, and I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sorry if you're listening for what I'm about to say, but I don't care if we have two listeners. I don't care if we have zero listeners. I want this show to have a gajillion listeners, and I would be thrilled if that did happen. But this, for me, more than anything else, is just about getting together and having fun with some old friends. Steve disagrees, uh, but while he's thinking up his uh, rebuttal. Um, no, I agree, too. And, and it was a good way to uh, be able to just uh, have ways to be a creative when... Uh, the alternative maybe was something much darker. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. yeah. It, it took all of us um, about like eight seconds to all agree to come back and do this, yeah. which I mean, it was, well, you know, if it was, you know, two years ago, I don't think, you know, I, I don't know if any of us could have made the time to, you know, come back and do this every week, but it, uh, it definitely is a, it's it's been a great year it's been a lot of fun to do this um you know maybe this next year we can uh we can we can raise some money for a charity or something we can no. do no. maybe we can do some good no you think maybe we can do some good with this thing? no i don't i don't want to uh, we, can't feed, we can't feed any children we can't you know this is just for me uh, steve let me have yeah this, okay? i'm not not following you there yeah just, right. just let me have this. Okay. And now, at, at, at the risk of almost making some kind of New Year's resolution, what I will say <clears throat> to people listening is that we have a lot of things planned. We have things coming up. We're talking. We're constantly talking to guests. We're pulling people onto the show. We're going to have more things. And I promise, if you've listened to any of our 
as as Tracy put it, radio theater type of episodes, uh, the North Pole, uh, all those types of things. Just go listen to last week if you want to get a taste for that. We've got more surprises like that coming. We are constantly talking about ideas of shows that we could do, places we could go, things that we could see. And again, our goal was outside of, you know, hanging out with friends and buddies and doing this kind of thing was to just take people's minds off of a turbulent, tough, awful year at times. And so keep listening. And we promise that we're never going to get too heavy. We're never going to get too deep on things. We're going to have a fun, light show So if you've got somebody who's down or not feeling great right now or in the future, turn them on to the show because we're not going to talk about all the scary shit that other shows talk about to try and get listeners and all that. We're going to keep things light and fun and we're going to let people have a good time. That's that's what we want to do. And we think it comes across in the show. That's it. Yeah. And I I've I want it to be as if people wonder if we even know about the other stuff. Right. I want to know if Steve knows about his mute button. He doesn't. That's something we're going to do in 2021. Uh, we're going to have a remote uh, mute button so that one of us can unmute him. And, uh, so he's been doing this. Just to let you guys know, I'm, I'm, he's probably, I don't know. He is has been a podcaster for many, many years and has over 500 episodes probably yeah. collectively under his belt. And he still doesn't know how to work anything. <laughs> but uh, except uh, he it's works true. in the humor of our hearts. <laughs> oh, it's so right. It's I, I, I have a Fisher Price My First podcast <laughs> that I've been plugging into this whole time, and it's I can barely make it go. So, all right, wow. fellas, let's wrap things up. So. Uh, I do want to say welcome to 2021 to both of you. Uh, I'm glad 2020 is behind us. We can move forward. It's going to be a good year for the show. And uh, if you are listening to this right now, please tell a friend uh, about the show if you like what you're hearing. And frankly, even if you don't, because maybe they'll like something you don't like. Did you ever think of that? Who knows? But in the meantime, we're going to wrap things up. Tracy, any last words? No, I've said it all. Um, Just listen to my minutes. Steve, uh, unmute and let us know if you have any last words. I think that this has been a nice, uh, crisp, short show um, that we've uh, we've pulled off. We did 20 minutes on back hair. I don't think it was short or crisp. That was the funny part of the joke. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. For Tracy. (laughs) For Tracy. For Steve. For me, Dave. We'll talk to you all next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.